Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Well, we're starting on a new series, and so this series is called Which Way Should I Go? And you can see, like, you know, if you'd ever come to a traffic intersection like that, that really means there's a lot of different ways you could go if you come up to an intersection that has all those lights. So I don't know where that was taken from, but I'd be interested to see how many roads and how many ways you can go at that intersection. But sometimes it can be like that in Christianity. We just don't know which way to go. And I was watching a TV show recently, uh, and it was, it was, like, really amazing because... It, they mentioned it, it was like a 40-minute TV show, and they mentioned this at least five times during the TV show. They said this, they said, they talked about God, and that they, was, they said, well, we talk to him, but he never talks to us. And for, in a 40-minute show, I thought it was wild. Just five, they mentioned it five times, and that's what's going out from, you know, Hollywood, and that's what they're portraying, that God, you know, well, there, if there is a God, he never talks to anybody. Now, that's what the world would say, but, you know, for some Christians, uh, they, they sometimes have difficulty to hear from God, and so we want to uh, look at some things today, and it's a start, we're just laying a foundation today. We ha- there's five Sundays, that's six, there's, <laughs> there's five Sundays in the month of March, and uh, I'm going to have Patsy do two out of the five. One reason is because um, I, when I went to Bible school, some of you know this, but she was like one of the instructors at Bible school. And I learned things off of my future wife while I was going through Bible school about how to hear from God and to follow God. So I want you guys to be able to get that same blessing. So there's five going this, week, uh, this month, and she's going to do two out of the five, so we, ha- we don't have to do everything in one day here, Okay. But let's just say this before we get into what we're going to do and remembering this is a foundation and we can't cover everything in one day. But, but just think about this. If you learn how to hear from God and to hear his voice, you don't have to go through life as a victim. You don't have to go through life and put up with troubles all the time. And really just hearing one word from God, it can change a marriage one word from god can cause a physical body to be healed one word from god can turn a financial situation around and so there's different ways to hear from god and we're going to look at that today but before we do here's a statement that just came to me as i was preparing for this message hearing from god is a significant benefit of our salvation and we have to know that hearing from god it's like a majorly significant benefit of our salvation so if you're a Christian one of the things that go along with Christianity no matter what Hollywood would tell us in the world would say that it's a t- it can it can be two ways it doesn't have to be one way where we talk and God never talks back to us okay so today we want to look at the ways that God talks to us and this is a foundation that we want to lay. So look at 1 Samuel. We'll start there in chapter 3 and verse 4. It says, Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. So go back to bed. So we did. Eli was the prophet, and Sam, 
Samuel was serving him. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. And so what you see is Samuel is only used to hearing Eli's voice. Now, now here's an interesting thought. Samuel heard. Samuel heard the Lord, okay? But he didn't recognize it was the Lord. Isn't that interesting? So we, we say, well, hearing is hard. Well, Samuel heard. He just didn't recognize who it was because he was only familiar with Eli's voice who he was serving faithfully. So here's, here's, a, here's an important thing. Hearing wasn't difficult for Samuel, but recognizing who spoke was his problem. All right? Hearing wasn't difficult, but recognizing who spoke was his problem. All right? And now you might say, well, that, that's, that's the Old Testament, and it was a really loud voice, but what about today? You know, this is the church. Well, I'm glad you asked because Jesus said something very positive about hearing. So look at John chapter 10 in verse 3. It says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. So here's, uh, this is what Jesus said. So very interesting. He says the sheep hear his voice. So here's what he didn't say. He didn't say the sheep can hear his voice. He didn't say the, the sheep should hear his voice. But he said the sheep do hear. Now that's, that's big. And that's what Jesus said. And, and so uh, we're, we're going to see today, uh, by the time we're finished, that hearing should not be as hard as some say it is. All right? And God is talking. So it, really, all believers, God wants all of us to be able to hear and recognize. Now, here's, here's uh, I, I found this. this. This was a study that they did in, in Canada and uh, I didn't put all the names down. Those names were so hard. They were so complicated. I couldn't even pronounce some of the stuff on who the professionals was that did this. So I can't give them credit because I just can't even pronounce it. I should have put it on the screen. But, but I can at least read what they did. And this is really interesting. A study concluded that humans can easily pick out their significant other's voice even above surrounding noise and chaos. Researchers were studying the cocktail party effect. Our ability to focus attention on a single conversation in a room full of noisy conversations. They were particularly interested in low, I'm sorry, in how well we could sift through the voices of strangers to pick out a very familiar voice, that of our loved one. People were amazingly good at hearing their spouse when their spouse was the target voice. They studied 23 couples ranging in age from 44 to 79 years old, all of whom had been married for at least 18 years. All of them were about 
equally good at hearing their partner against a competing stranger's voice, no matter the age. The people in their 70s were just as skilled as those in their 40s, despite the fact hearing tends to decline with age. So when they chose... Uh, so, so when they chose to, people can target and report what their partner was saying. The key there was when they chose to, because as skilled as we are at turn, tuning in to our partner's voice, we are equally skilled at turning it, tuning it out, and, this, and that study included that. So don't you think that's really interesting? So you're at a party, and... And, and there's, you notice relationship is involved here. And when we get saved, we come into relationship with God. And, and you know, every, and, and I found like the more time that I, I do pray and you get sensitive to God, but, but here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, baby Christians sometimes hear from God better than mature Christians. Do you know that that's happened before where uh, there's a report that a child they, they got up, some, some people were on an airplane and there was a child that started to go nuts because they just were so out of peace. The baby, the baby I don't know how old the, the child was, a, a couple years old, totally out of peace. And, uh, and the parents just, you know, be, you know, settled the baby down. Well, you know, to make a long story short, the airplane crashed and the child, they, they, you know, the report was the child was the only one on the plane that knew anything was wrong now that that's pretty uh and i don't know how the report got in there there must have been somebody that lived through it i don't know how those things could be reported but that i think that's interesting uh that sometimes uh the innocence of just a young person uh there's now these here are these reports are easier to believe but there's also reports that people accepted jesus as their lord and they went to a church and it, it, like a smaller church uh, that, that had some, it was like a sect, a cultish thing, and things weren't right there, but there were people there that had gray hair on their head that were there many years, and the, the young Christian went and talked to somebody outside the church and said, uh, you know, th this is going on and this is going on, is this right? It just, uh, something seems wrong here. And the older minister said, it is wrong, those things aren't right, that's cultish, there's something wrong there. And then the younger Christian said, but there's all these people, you know, there's the, the people there, and there weren't many, but they got gray hair on their head and they've been there for years. And, and the older minister said, they just decided to stop listening to God. They, they, just, they just kept pushing it aside and, and not paying attention to it. And sometimes you can callous yourself, you know. And, and so, you know, we always think, well, you have to be around for 50 years to hear from God. Well, really... It's amazing how young Christians can hear from God, and, and all we have to do is, is us that are older and been around for a long time is make sure we just, you know, don't ignore God and push him aside, you know, and, and you can, you know, you can fix that so quickly. I've ignored God before. Sometimes, you know, you just ignore God, you know, I, I, and I didn't talk to him for days and sometimes even weeks. You know how I fix that? I just, I just make a decision. I'm coming back, God. You know, and, and, you know, I haven't done it recently. I don't want you to be concerned, but I've done it. In, I've done it in my Christian walk. 
and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I've done that. And sometimes I, uh, you know, I, I actually have done that, and I, and I was in a traveling ministry when I've done that, and, I, and God will still speak to you and minister to people, but you just know you're not talking to them. And, and it's the easiest thing in the world to fix it. I just go to him, and, and I start talking to him, and I get things right. And you're right, you're back, you're back like that. It's so easy to get back there. So today, we're, we just want to, uh, and just making a few more comments on that illustration, you know, they were in relationship. And I just thought it was so interesting when there was all this noise going on that they could pick out their spouse's voice, and they could target it, and they could hear what their spouse was saying. So I, I like staying on the positive side of things. And so a lot of times we, we can get negative about things, about hearing from God. But let's, let's think about that. A lot of noise, a lot of racket going on, and they were still able to focus in and hear God. I like that because it's positive. And so just think, you know, as Christians, you know, you might have a lot of things going on in your life, but if you choose to focus, you can hear from God in the middle of all those things if you got that kind of situation okay so let's just talk about the ways that god talks to us and i just put them up there if you don't have to write them down because i'm going to just go over each one of them today not take a lot of time but here's the ways that god talks to us and there's jesus there's the foundational apostles and prophets that's where the word of god came from the holy spirit and then there's spiritual manifestations that include prophecy visions dreams and angels so we'll, we'll take a look at each one of them. So let's, let's start with Jesus. And I, and I love these scriptures here. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, uh, it says, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. So what you see there is it's a long time ago, of course, and God spoke. So God's always been speaking. But notice how he did it. When it says long ago, it's talking about what you would call the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament because Jesus brought a new, he, he brought us a new covenant, a new testament. But this is talking about the old one. The way that he spoke in the old one was through the prophets, okay? Now, look at the next verse. It says, and now, and the big thing there is now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his Son, and that's the only, I'll just stop there. But the, in these final days, the way that God is speaking and he has spoken is through his son. And so that tells us a lot of things, you know, like in, in the Old Testament, uh, if you wanted to hear from God, you had to go find a prophet because God wasn't speaking to people individually. And so people in the Old Testament went and sought out a prophet. That's the only way that they could hear from God. But in the New Testament, it says the least from the greatest will know him. The least person to the greatest person that we all know him, he comes in our hearts. And so uh, thank God for that. Now, I, I know that the, Jesus uh, said some things, and, and I, I didn't grow up as a Christian, and I, and, and I went to a Bible study to rescue my brother, and, uh, and I got rescued. But I, I was at this Bible study, you know, and I went there to really pull my brother out of there but they told me they said sit down and i and i and i don't want to you guys have heard it before uh maybe if you're a guest with us today you, you haven't heard this but i i used to be a big bodybuilder guy so was my brother and rough and tough guy when i was this is like 30 plus years ago so if you don't see it now 
give me a break. But, but, you know, we were big, rough, tough guys, right? And my brother became a Christian, and I went to rescue him. And my thought of Christians, that they were all sissies, you know, and, uh, and I just had a bad attitude about Christians. So I went to rescue my brother, but when I went to the Bible study he was at, he was with all bodybuilders and weightlifters, powerlifters, bodybuilders, and so I knew I wasn't going to beat any sissies up that day, and, and they all... <laughs> They, they, they all told me to sit down, you know, and, I, and so they put the Bible in front of me, and they said, read that, and, and it was Jesus. It was in red. You know, I, I learned even before I was saved that when it's in red, that's Jesus talking. I, I found that out before I became a Christian, but it says, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Those were the words of Jesus, you know, and, and that's one way that God speaks to us, the words of Jesus. When I heard those words, I could not escape from those words. As much as I wanted to escape from those words, I couldn't. And so I, I, that, I left that Bible study, and I just kept hearing that you must be born again. Now, now you know, I know sometimes we think, well, how, what does that mean, and how did you understand that? I really didn't quite understand it when I first heard it, but they were words from Jesus, and they kept coming back to me, you must be born again. And, and, I, and I didn't, like, like I said, know what it meant. I went back the next week, and, and the second time I'm at the Bible study, and I hear it again, you must be born again, but I, didn't, I still didn't accept Jesus as my Lord. Then I went back the third week, but before, on my way there, I already decided at the end of this night, I'm going to accept Jesus as my Lord, I'm going to be born again. But that, that was God speaking to me through Jesus, and I couldn't escape it. And I accepted Jesus as my Lord, and I came into the kingdom of God, and I was born again. Those words stayed with me. So one way that God will speak to us is through Jesus. He has, and, he's, and those words are still powerful, okay? Another way that God will speak to, you, to us is through the foundational apostles and prophets, okay? Look at here in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, as I br br uh, briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Just stopping there, the plan was mysterious until it got re revealed. And so anything uh, that's mysterious, once it's revealed, it's no longer mysterious. Okay? So he's talking about something he, that nobody knew previously. But, and so God revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. I, I want you to, to notice plan. I mean, God has a plan for us, and it's actually written. We actually have it on paper. Then look at verse 5. It says, God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now. Everyone say now. By his Spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. So what's that talking about? We're talking about hearing from God and hearing his voice. Well, basically, it's talking about what we would call the foundational apostles and prophets. Because we have apostles and prophets in the church world today, but they're not foundational. Because if, they, if there were more foundational prophets, that would mean the Bible would continue to grow. Because the foundational pro prophets and apostles, they're the ones that God spoke to and gave us his word. And that was a season. So there's foundational apostles and prophets. We got the Bible from them. We got the New Testament from them. And God spoke to them and through them 
so he could speak to us through the word. So there's no more foundational apostles and prophets. The job description has changed. But we, what we have now is we have the word of God, all right? So here's what Jesus said about the word. Look at John chapter 8 and verse 32. He says, and I will, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So this plan and this mysterious plan that uh, Paul said, the Lord revealed this plan to me, what God is saying about that plan is it's truth. And that when that truth is revealed, when you know that truth, you are set free. And so it's the will of God for every Christian to be set free, to have a life of freedom, set free from. That's what God wants. The way he gets that to us is by speaking to us. And when we talk about the voice of God, we can't leave out the fact that his word is a strong voice. A strong voice, all right? Now we're going to do some practical things at the end, so I'm going to go through this. Another one is the Holy Spirit. John 16 and verse 13, it says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. So we're seeing this truth that was revealed to us and, and God's voice in it. He gave the Holy Spirit to lead us in the truth, okay? And He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard He will tell you about the future. So he leads us into all truth, and that's written truth, but the Holy Spirit can also tell us about the future. And I know that I'm sure that many of us are living right now and doing things because somewhere back there, he showed us something about the future. We're in Australia because while we were in Singapore, halfway into singapore we were there for four years after two years the lord said you're i'm going to send you to australia didn't expect it i didn't think australia needed us you know we were always watching tv and watching the big conferences going on down in sydney on television at hillsong and we thought wow you know they they don't need anything over there but you know every country is a mission field and if the lord chose us to come here he chose us but he told us something he showed us the future two years before we actually moved and that's how god usually does stuff with us he usually shows us something two years in advance and we take time to pray it out and 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 you know when we're talking about which way to go for something really big uh you know generally if the lord shows you something and it's a big move he's not going to make you do it tomorrow he'll give you some time to pray it out so we prayed it out for a couple of years and it just wouldn't go away and so here we are and you know and i'm kind of happy because the lord hasn't showed me anything since we've been here and it very seems much like home we've been here eight years and seems like this is where we belong and uh and it's wonderful look at now now so look at john chapter 16 and verse 15 it says all that belongs to the father is mine that is why i said the spirit will take what is mine and make it known to you so you can see that the word of god and the holy spirit of god they work together the word and the spirit agree Uh, the spirit of god will never say anything contrary to the word of god 
So, and so the Holy Spirit takes the things that are God's and the things that are Jesus and makes those things known to us. So when we talk about hearing from God, you know, this is part of it. Uh, the Word of God is a big part of that. Uh, and we're going to tie it all together here and say some practical things at the end, but uh, here's another one, spiritual manifestations. I'm just going to show you one verse. We could spend some time here, but here's another way that God talks is spiritual manifestations. So Acts 18 and verse 9, it says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid, speak out, don't be silent. So what we want to see here is the Lord spoke. And the way that happened was in a vision, and he got direction in a vision. So, you know, just to, to make this uh, quicker, uh, so we don't have to spend too much time, if you go through the book of Acts, you'll find out that God used angels, God used dreams, God used visions, and God used prophecies to speak to people. Okay, and you find that in the book of Acts. So those are the, these are the main ways that God speaks to us. So what we want to do today is just uh, come to this conclusion and ending, just talking about some practical things about this. So I, I put them on the screen so you can you could see them and hear them. So here's, here's three things, and we have a number of them, and you can leave that up there the whole time I'm talking. But here's something for us. Let us not say we have a hard time hearing from God, because I've heard Christians say that. Instead, let us say God is talking we are hearing and we are recognizing it's God. And, and this is something else. Let us say we know the voice of our Heavenly Father. So in your life, just making a comment about that, it's really important for Christians, don't say, don't be like that TV show that I was watching, and don't say, well, I talk to God, but He never talks to me. Don't, don't even believe that and say it. You know, if you've had a dry season and you feel like it, 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 it has been difficult for you, don't let your heart and mouth say something that's not true because Jesus said that my sheep will know my voice. That's what Jesus said. You know, God speaks to us. And, and so it's important that we don't believe something different because you can, you know, we, we know this when we teach on faith, you can have what you say. So if you believe something and say it, you'll have it. So if you want to believe that God, you can't hear from God and you never hear from God and, and God doesn't speak to me, if you want to believe that and say that, that's what you're going to experience and have. So wouldn't it be better to say, I can hear from God easily? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't it be better to say, God is talking and I'm hearing and I'm recognizing it's God? And that wouldn't it be better to say, we know the voice of our Heavenly Father? So, those things are important. Now, is that thing moving or is it? Okay, it's not, I'm I didn't think I was dizzy or anything like that. Although that's making me, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, let, let's look at another one. Let's look at, let's look at this. If the Word of God commands or promises anything, it becomes the will of God. So let's talk about that for a minute. In the Bible, there's either commands or there's promises, okay? So if there is a command, 
it automatically becomes the will of God. If there is a promise, it automatically becomes the will of God. So sometimes, uh, you know, Christians will pray and they'll be asking God something that's already in the Bible. You don't even have to ask God those things. As an example, the, the Bible says not to commit adultery. Now, and, and I know this is crazy, but I, I understand this happened. I heard a preacher tell this story that there was a man that was married and he saw this other lady and he was praying to God that he could have her for a wife. And the preacher said, are you an idiot? Like you're married. <laughs> and so if you think God is going to speak to you and tell you to get rid of that wife so you could have another wife, you're stupid because it's already in the Bible. You don't have to pray. You know, that's not something you seek God for and so on and so forth. You know, so, so, so those kind of things, if it's a command or a promise, it, it's the, it becomes the will of God, okay? So anything that is already written is the will of God. It tells us to, the way to go. It, it's, it's easy that way. Let's look at another one. It isn't safe for us to seek spiritual manifestations. If God gives those, it's wonderful. So what, what are the spiritual manifestations? Well, angel, like, like it's, it's not safe when Christians seek those things. Like you want to see an angel or you want to hear an angel speak or, or you, you seek uh, visions and dreams or, or you, you actually seek prophecies. You don't have to do it. And, and Christians, we, in this covenant, we all need to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. But if God chooses to send an angel to you and God does that, it's wonderful. And if God chooses to give you a dream and a vision, it's wonderful. And if God chooses to use somebody to give you a prophecy, it's wonderful. But just know, as Christians, we can get on dangerous territory if we seek those things. Be because why? Well, first of all, God gave his, his word, and we govern and live our lives by the word, first of all. And then he gave us his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit and the word agree. And so the Bible tells us as many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. So in this covenant, because... Uh, in the old covenant, God, you had to go to a prophet to hear from God. In this covenant, it's not necessary. There's a different job description for, the, for a prophet in this covenant. The prophet in the Old Testament let people know about the future. The prophet in this covenant can only confirm what you already know. So if you receive a word and it doesn't bear witness with you, you just put it aside. It could be totally wrong or it might not be time for that word. And so the, the thing for me that made this really liberating is I realized as I was learning about God and his word, I can have a relationship with God. I can get to know his word. I can learn how to hear from God and the Holy Spirit. And really, it, it, I'm not an independent person. I have relationships and, and I, I fellowship with other ministers and we're in fellowship and we're under authority and all those kind of things. But I realized that God will lead me and I don't have to go out seeking for things because he's in me and he leads me. And so it's, it's, it's important uh, that, to know that because you can get in, uh, in dangerous territory. See, the evil spiritual world would be happy to give those to us to mislead us. You know, the, the devil and the evil spiritual world, if you start seeking after the, these, those kind of things, the, that there can be things that happen, but it's not God, okay? Let's look at another one. This is the last one. Uh, no, we got a few more, but time's going quick today. 
Christians should always keep the Word of God first place in their lives, all right? So as Christians, uh, you know, you want to know which way to go? Always keep the Word of God first place, and that'll be a big thing right there. And we judge everything by God's Word. And Hebrews, as a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it says the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So God's word is so alive that it can make a distinction, the soul, the mental realm, the soulish realm, and the spirit. The only thing that can make a distinction there in this world is God's word. You know, most of the world, in case you don't know, they just think that we're they don't realize that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in the body. Most of the world thinks that we're just two parts. They don't know that we're three parts. And most of the world just thinks that we're a body and a soul. But when you get born again and get into the Bible, you find out that you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And not only that, God's word is so powerful, it can cut and make a distinction between the soul and our spirit. And so what does that mean? Well, the soulish realm will want to do things that aren't God, that is, it's not always God. But the, the word of God will cut through that and you'll be able to do, discern things from your spirit. And, it, and, then, it, and that makes a difference. So we won't spend a lot of time on there today, but tr- trust through the next five weeks that we can get everything out clearly. So here's the last thing that we'll uh, do today in this screen. If God decides to tell us something further concerning our future, he will speak that to us by his spirit. So we live and govern our lives by the word of God, but if he chooses us to tell us something that's not in the word uh, and, and do it a different way even, he can do that by his Holy Spirit. He, uh, we, there's not a scripture in the Bible when we were in Singapore. There isn't a scripture in a verse that says, my son, you've been living in Singapore, enjoying chili crabs, but now I would like you to move to Australia and enjoy fish and chips. There, there's, there's not a scripture in there that says that. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit said, I want you to move to Australia. And that's something, to, you, you live and govern your life by the word of God, but if he wants to tell you something else, he'll find you and he'll tell you. Okay, and then finally, anytime God speaks to us by his spirit, it must in principle line up with his word. So God is not going to tell you something by his spirit that doesn't line up with his word. He, you know, he, he's, he, he's not going to, uh, he, he's not going to, you know, say go rob the 7 Because in the book of Ephesians it says do not steal, <laughs> and probably other places too. So he's not going to say, you know, my son, you need some finances. I think you should go rob the 7-Eleven, and I'll meet every one of your needs. I, I mean, I know that's ridiculous, but, you know, he's not going to say, he's not going to tell you something by the Holy Spirit that doesn't line, that isn't in line with the Word, okay? So, Father, we thank you so much for your Word today. I thank you for everybody that's in this place, Lord, and we thank you, Father, that as we go through the next four weeks that you help us to know which way we should go, that if there's anybody even in a place where they're confused, Father, I thank you that the next four weeks will help 
all of us no confusion, clarity, and the fact that we can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.